We are Thinking About It again, and thanks for listening to us here at Thinking About It. I'm here with Dr. Dave Barker from Heritage, and we are, Dave, we're thinking about something that uh, we're experiencing a lot these days as uh, uh, churches have gone online, uh, people uh, have accessibility to other churches, flip the channels as it were, and uh, there's been quite a, a bit of um, realigning. People are, are shifting. Some are leaving churches, coming to churches. We've had that here. I think every pastor has a similar story. New people are coming on. What brings you here? Saw you online, blah, blah, blah. So let's talk about um, this leaving church. You know, when, when is that a good thing? How would you do that? And why would you stay in a, in a church when you might feel it's time to leave? What would keep you in a church? And what, what, more importantly, what are, what are some good reasons why um, a, a right-thinking believer mm. would look for another church? Yeah. And we've experienced that. It's painful. It's always painful for me when someone says, uh, I'm going to another church is it's is that personal? How do I how do I interpret that? And then sometimes people don't even tell you. You find out later on, and it's just in a church that values relationships. Those those things hurt. So I think it would be good for us to talk about um, when and how uh, believers should leave a church or to stay in a church. Yeah, um, and, and maybe before we get into some of the reasons, uh, I just. Some personal experience that I had as a pastor, um, when I had folks come to me, and and sometimes they, and I should say more than just a few times, sometimes they would come to me and say, Pastor, we love you, we love what's going on here, but you know what, we just, it just doesn't work for us, it's not working well. You had that happen? Yeah. And and they tended to be, and, and I, you know, bless their hearts, but they tended to be of the more charismatic uh, sense. Um, and, and others were a little bit more of the more liturgical. And so I had a couple of colleagues of other churches and I remember on a couple of occasions, more than one, several occasions, calling up that pastor and say, I've got a family, I've got a person, I've got a couple that really I think would fit better into your congregation. Let me introduce them to you. So I would tell him, okay, their names are, and I've encouraged them to come to your church and have a look and see if it might fit for them. And that happened on more than one occasion. Wow. And it was a very delightful, mm-hmm. these people would come to me, they were kind, but, you know, we just, we're just not where you are. In, and sometimes, sometimes these people had been with us for several years, but perhaps in some of the things that they had changed in their belief or they brought and kind of held at abeyance, but then, then uh, it just wasn't being uh, wasn't being brought forward. And so, yeah, that so that was a positive way mm-hmm. of dealing with mm-hmm. it. Now, I've had lots of other people leave the church in anger, frustration, didn't tell me, went somewhere else. Um, I've had pastors call me up and say, uh, "I've got this couple. They say they come from your church. Can you give me a bit of background?" And you know, you try to be kind. Yeah. And then I've also had pastors who came to me, one in particular I can think of, who came to me, what, three years later, two years later, and said, um, you know what, I never called you, and I should have. 
And, and in fact, one situation, the guy did call me. We didn't get far into it. He says, I'll call you back. And he never called me back. And I talked to him three years later and said, oh, it was a huge mistake. Anyhow, so those are some of the experiences that you have, but that's not answering your question. Um, your question is, when do you leave a church? And the, the flip side to that question is, when do you know you need to stay? Mm-hmm. Right? And of course, the first and obvious one is that there's doctrinal error, doctrinal, you know, we, if we start denying the deity of Christ or denying the resurrection or denying the authority of scripture or all those fundamental things that we believe, yeah, it's time to, time to find a church that uh, preaches and teaches the truth. So that's kind of the top shelf one. It's kind of obvious. Would you not agree? Yeah, I would agree. But I think we should also say that the church is unique. And when you think about leaving the church, it's not like you're leaving uh, your grocery store or your gas station, right? You, because the church is um, an interpersonal, loving, dynamic. It's a family. It's a community. Right? And so when you think about leaving, it should be... Uh, painful it should be prayerful it, it shouldn't be an easy thing and so i think the church needs to be that and in some cases it isn't the church is just a place to hang out there's no effort to cultivate that that caring that body dynamic but if the church is functioning as a, a, a properly organized church where you have those interpersonal relationships um, that's the kind of church we're talking about leaving when someone is involved in that kind of a, yeah. a church where leaving would be noticed. Yeah, and, and if we're not that kind of church, if there is no sense of community, uh, if we're not building those kinds of relationships, if it's just simply some kind of place to hang your hat, or, mm-hmm. and, and that may be your choice as to t- attending that church, but if the, if the ethos of the church is that, then no, find a church that will build that kind of sense mm-hmm. of community and care uh, in, in, into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you're saying is if that, if the church is functioning well in that kind of community dynamic, it should never be easy. Yeah. And furthermore, um, it shouldn't be done in haste and it shouldn't be done in anonymity. Um, if in that kind of caring community you feel that you need to move on, talk to somebody, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a, a leader in the church, whether someone you respect and is respected in the church, but talk to someone. And this is what I, I appreciated about the illustration that I gave you. These folks came to me and they were loving, but they were blunt. And they're just saying, Pastor Dave, this isn't working for me. Um, and it's just, it's not right for us. Um, and we'd like to move, and I got the chance to explore why, and part, and it wound up being for some of them, mm-hmm. uh, uh, kind of a stylistic thing, mm-hmm. or more of a charismatic, or more of a liturgical thing, and I was able to help the person with that. Um, but uh, it's just, I, 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 when it's so easy now with everything online, to just kind of disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think as Christians, as followers of Christ, as true people who claim to be true disciples, um, to do that in anonymity 
and secrecy, um, I think violates integrity. Yeah. And I don't think as pastors we're saying you have to stay. But let's talk about it first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's leave as brothers and sisters. Let's, let's, let's go our ways as brothers and sisters. And if it's something that we're going to agree to disagree on, fine. That's okay. But, but uh, let, let's not slide out. Uh, let's talk about it. Um, and I think as pastors, we need to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, that we are not going to meet everybody's needs in the way we preach, in the way we lead, in our churches. We're not going to meet everybody's needs in the way we do our music, the way we construct our services. And okay, so are those valid reasons? Like, like you're, you've been a pastor, I've been a pastor. I've had people come to my church because of my preaching. I've had people leave the church because of my preaching. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure, unless you're preaching doctrinal heresy, right. but humor and the length of a sermon, like, that kind of thing, um, to, to leave over that, I'm not, I don't know if I understand that. I, I remember years ago, Eleanor and I were, looking for a church. We were at, 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 at uh, London and we were in the area. We were looking for a church and we found a church in the area. I won't mention, but the, but the preaching was very dull. <laughs> and uh, we said, we're going to go to this church, not because of the preaching, but because of the culture of the church, the, the people, and we just kind of loved and we would endure that kind of preaching because that's, that's a big deal for us. We had small children. So I... I don't understand why that would be a reason uh, to leave a church. And, but, but that's the most difficult for me personally. When for that reason, someone says, we can't handle your preaching, we're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the issue is that, and the, you know, as I think about it, well, we're in Kitchener, we're Kitchener-Waterloo, Cambridge. People have options. Mm-hmm. And so they can say, you know what, uh, there's a preacher down the road that we find much more engaging and so we'd like to go there and, and, and be part of that. Is that okay? You know what? <laughs> if, if someone is not enjoying my preaching and they, can, and they think they can find someone who would, would engage them more to help them grow in their spiritual life, sure. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, thanks for telling me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. Uh, let's, let's depart. Let's separate as friends. Now, we're privileged in Kitchener, or if you're in a city, you're privileged because you often have these alternatives. If you're in a small town where there may only be one or two at the most, and maybe only one mm-hmm. church that's kind of what you would put in the context of evangelical or, mm-hmm. or that kind of thing, and you find the preacher boring or you don't like the music or, or whatever, you don't have a lot of options. Well, the option then is not going anywhere at all, and that's not, a, mm-hmm. that's not an appropriate thing to do. And so I, I think it's then incumbent upon the pastor and people who are involved in directing music and, and that kind of thing to ensure that there's a wide embracement of the population that's sitting in front of them week after week. Because inevitably, those kinds of churches are certainly multi-generational. Mm-hmm. You've got an 85-year-old grandmother with a... You know, a granddaughter, perhaps even with a child uh, at on her knee, um, 
and they're all they've all got the same last name or they had the same last right. names but have married and that kind of thing and so i think it's incumbent upon the pastor in those kinds of churches to recognize wait a minute you've got a plethora of family here and you need to be sure that you're engaging everyone somewhere along the line right so we got about just the three minutes left can't believe it so uh top reasons then why someone would seriously think about moving on to another church is there do you have a list I, I, I've got a few things written down here in front of me. Um, yeah, doctrinal failure, obviously, if, if we're preaching heresy or we violated. That. So I think, you know, we, yeah. Okay, so I think that's kind of a given. A loss of a sense of mission. If, if we lost a sense of mission of the gospel, if, we come, if the church has become more of a club than a movement, if we've lost the edge of the gospel, touching, moving out, and not only confronting and, and, and dealing with lost people, uh, but the gospel is much broader than John 3.16. So the whole notion of being a missional people mm-hmm. engaged in, in proclaiming and announcing the kingdom of God in all its aspects. Um, I would say failure to take seriously justice and righteousness. Uh, James 1, uh, True religion undefiled is to care for the poor, the orphan, and the widow, and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. I think that is a mantra for the church, that if we're not involved in the true religion of what James is calling us to, and the church is not involved in those kinds of things, then I think it's time to move on. Find another church. Unrepentant leadership uh, in the church. Moral failure, spiritual failure, ethical failure. It's not that we're not going to have failure. We are. But when it's unrepentant or unrecognized, um, I say time to, time to move on. And then, uh, and then probably uh, one more. Failure to be community. We kind of hinted at this. 1 Corinthians 11 talks about the Eucharist, talks about communion, and the criticism mm-hmm. that Paul had Mm-hmm. was failure to be community, mm-hmm. that the powerful were abusing the powerless. Mm-hmm. The rich were abusing the poor. And so when the church becomes a place that does not embrace the full gamut of the poor and the wealthy uh, and, and the whole notion of being a community that embraces all aspects of who we are and we become kind of exclusivistic and isolationist and that kind of thing and, and cliquish, then maybe it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't encourage people to move. I think um, weathering storms and just being the pillar and the sage in the church with the stories, I mean, that's the goal. But there, there, there does come a time when those very difficult decisions have to be made. And uh, God forbid that we would make it easy for people. It should be difficult. Church should be a place that people love to stay in. And so, uh, but we're out of time, uh, Dave, but I want to thank you for bringing that subject up and to encourage our people to invest as much as they possibly can in the health of the church so that you're really part of the solution and and not just kind of abandoning where you might make a big difference. So thanks for thinking about this with us. Until next time, I'm Bob McGregor. I'm Dave Barker. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 